0: Good morning. that your first few days of 2021 have started out well. Here we are in our first Sunday already of 2021. Um, I don't know about you, it was a beautiful drive coming out, uh, seeing that backdrop. I know from Bellevue, sort of that uh, hazy fog and the backdrop of that just frosted trees all over. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah beautiful beautiful yeah Yeah. that's 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 a good description yeah well good um any prayer requests before we begin i know we are talking about henry and uh being in the hospital any other prayer requests you can think of yeah chris since it's
1: over the christmas time you just think a lot about your family and extended that are believers,
0: so just okay. that in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, let me open us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together in your name. Lord, uh, I know for many, um, this milestone of a new year is uh, particularly significant. Uh, Just with all that 2020 has brought us looking back on it, uh, we know that much of it we carry also into 2021, I think especially of the pandemic, um, other issues that that will carry over at least uh, to start this new year. Um, But Lord, we are hopeful for what uh, you bring us here in the days ahead as We always sort of, humanly speaking, think of this as a new start for us in so many ways. May it be a new start. May it be a fresh start for us spiritually in our walk with you. And Lord, we we think of those that we're concerned about, those who haven't, uh, as far as we know, haven't come to faith yet. And uh, they're ones that we love and care about and uh, wish for them to be able to experience, Lord, what we believe we have experienced in our walk with you and Lord we pray that you would allow us to be a positive influence a positive example think of Henry and uh, all those who may be uh, struggling with illness Um, pray that you'd be with them Uh, Lord we pray that you'd be with us as we talk about an important subject here this morning here in uh, the gospel of Matthew chapter 6. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, we're going to look at uh, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, and then we're going to skip over to verses uh, 16 through 18, and that's because, uh, sandwiched in between that, is the Lord's Prayer, which is going to be a topic for next week. And although the Lord's Prayer does say some important things connected to this topic or at least it models something i think would be more helpful to say Um, we will not take any real time to focus on the lord's prayer per se we'll allow that to happen uh, next week Um, and so as we think about this uh the the title um here You maybe have seen it before we those of us who are teaching have are using this book and it's a very very good solid resource it's a good resource uh, for us and so I I borrowed the title there are we playing uh, the hypocrite and the main idea uh, is uh, as stated in in this uh, chapter, uh, giving prayer and fasting should be done sincerely before God, who gives eternal reward, instead of hypocritically before people whose reward fades quickly. And also embedded in this discussion is what I'm identifying as the definitive issue, which is motive. Why do I do what I do? A matter of the heart. And so we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 6. And would somebody be willing to read uh, this passage for us? Um, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 8 and 16 through 18. If you'd like to, I mean, if you want to read a few of the verses, I could help I'll do one through eight. do one through eight? Okay.
2: Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do, in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him.
0: And so could somebody read verses 16 through 18? Thank you, Chris.
3: And whenever you fast, do not put on a bloody face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their strength nor to be seen fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not be seen fasting by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you.
0: Very good. Thank you very much. I'm going to frame this discussion this morning uh, borrowing from a, a message I heard as it turns out, from another converged church pastor. I didn't, I didn't realize that uh, when I came across uh, some of this material and uh, sort of s- saw how this person uh, was framing the discussion, I said, I wonder who this person is. So I dug in a little bit further. Oh, he's a part of, I think it's called um, Rain Tree Community Church and come to find out that, well, it's in Lee Summit, Missouri, and it's actually a converged church and actually in the Heartland District. And so the lead pastor there, his name is Stephen Conley, and um, he sort of sh- shares these thoughts. He says, uh, today uh, we look at how Jesus addresses the Pharisees who had huge uh, Shows out of some of the most important disciplines within their faith, giving to the needy, praying, fasting, he says, had become charades of sorts. They were all about the show, the recognition, all about what people thought versus what God thought. What we can learn from Jesus today seems to be so relevant to you and me in the 21st century that is because we live in a culture driven by image how are you presented how people see you determines how you really are or at least that's how so many people so many of us think whether we know it or not if people see me as significant important talented etc i am if people don't see me as those things then i'm not reality does not dictate how we see ourselves or anyone else. Perception dictates how we see ourselves and everyone else. I thought that was an interesting way to frame this as it relates to bridging that gap maybe between what was going on in Jesus' day and maybe how that applies to us today. And uh, so I, I invite us to sort of think about that is we're looking at three topics here giving, prayer, and fasting. And we're going to be uh, thinking about it in terms of why was that important for Jesus to bring up these topics? And given the context of his teaching, the audience that was listening to him, um, why was it significant there in that, at that time? Certainly these areas are important for us as well as we are here today. But but in, in addition to that, how do these also symbolize, maybe in some ways, other areas of our lives where we realize that the issue of hypocrisy is a, a significant and relevant one. And it sort of feeds in this definitive issue, which is that of motive. Why do I do what I do? So. Um, let's maybe I'll open that up just first of all for discussion Um, when you think about your day and age in which you live when you think about um, the discussion of hypocrisy what what is uh, what are some of the issues that that stand out to you when you when you hear other people talk about hypocrisy or you see it portrayed or you know, you get concerned about hypocrisy in the public square or in everyday life. What, what stands out to you in terms of that topic in general?
1: One thing is when people make arguments about the way that we should live or the way that life should go based on logic, and when they're met with logic that's counter to the logic that they're leaning
0: on, they're like, well, that's just, they just
1: misunderstood or something like that. That's okay. No <laughs> okay. It bothers me. Okay. Yeah, like an apologetic or, or maybe they just find out that they were wrong and they're just like, oh, well, yeah. and there's just no comment at all. It's like, okay. that's a no big deal. Isn't yeah. That? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just going to keep
0: going. Okay. Very so good.
2: I always feel bad, like thinking all the ways other people are immigrants. (laughs) I guess we'll get to the introspective part here. Yeah, sure. I guess the one that drives me most crazy is the talking heads, and for me, it's usually like sports radio or something like that, where they assign these different levels of, uh, you know, sin, sin sins that are you know worthy of just. Cutting a guy out, a gal out forever. Uh, But other ones they overlook. And of course, they're the voice of morality on the radio. And it's like, what about, you know, nobody, I mean, it's not good radio, right? If you're always talking about how big of a sinner you are. But still, uh, it highlights something in the broader culture that how easy it is to point out other people's, Mm -hmm. all the ways that they fall short without thinking about your own.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, very much. one of the ones that came to my mind was I mean over the decades I mean maybe as long as I can live as long as I have lived um, the purported reasons why somebody would not come to church uh, or the reason they quit going to church or when they grew up in church you know right hypocrisy in in, in the church you know and um that you know and i you know if you if you break it down you hear some people's stories and how they were maybe individually significantly injured i mean there are there is this idea of spiritual injury or moral injury that is is a real thing i mean you know there are reasons why people have probably left the church that you know you have to have a heart for what their life experience was and um and yet you know, on on another level, that statement just sort of gets shot out there in, in kind of a blanket way, and it sort of, you know, again, it becomes a reason why people have said, you know, sorry, thanks, but no thanks to you know, sort of arm's length. I'm, I'm, you do you, and I'll do me, or whatever you want to say. Yeah, and of course, as a believer, I would want to say, yes, yes, I'm a hypocrite. Yes, I have I fail to live up to the image, to the expectation, to the standard. Um, That's why I'm a Christian. That's that's why I believe because I recognize that that's my inclination, which. In some ways even makes this whole discussion a bit awkward I think I know for me uh, because I don't I don't want to be a hypocrite but I know I am a hypocrite and there's a sense in which I can say that it's kind of easy for me to say that because I know it's true conceptually um, and I feel insecure about that because there's a sense in which everybody from my parents to my siblings to my family my wife and children have have been personal eyewitnesses of those moments in time where I've clearly blatantly been a hypocrite and and in those moments I've either recognized it myself or I haven't and either I have whether I have recognized it or not, I haven't maybe come clean with it, or it took me maybe, arguably, too long to come clean with that hypocrisy. And this other very, um, very sobering reality is that, you know, um, God sees my heart. <laughs> it's in the end, this this question of motive, it's it's not hidden from God at all so i I just want to say that because i think this is an important topic topic to talk about but i think it's it's just fraught from with a lot of different angles from which we maybe have difficulty uh addressing it so we're going to take some time to to look at these three areas of of discussion and so um Let's take some time to look at verses 1 through 4, which is this first part uh, in terms of giving. Um, now, maybe we should we should just back up for a second uh, and just acknowledge that um, the reason Jesus is bringing these three up is because within the, the Jewish tradition, these were very three very important uh uh, disciplines within uh, their the framework of, of Judaism and um, and so within that context Jesus was aware that these areas in particular were key in sort of framing and validating somebody's uh, status with regard to their faith um, it, it was something generally known and understood and so this is why he Brings these areas up in particular. And again, we'll, we'll be able to discuss on some level how they impact our lives, but maybe also how it goes beyond that. Um, so I, I want to read uh, verses one through four. I apologize, I have the NIV text here. Um, <laughs> no, know it's maybe not the authorized version. <laughs> Um, it's not what's that? Okay. This is
2: the ESV only church.
0: Flagpole. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets So we, we see two components here, um, sort of sub areas. Um, you have the do not give and you have the do give. <laughs> and what do we see as a difference here? What, what, is, what is that distinction? And how is it tied to that motive? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, So apparently, in that day, there was a way about which people gave that gave that appearance. There was some pomp and circumstance when it came to how they gave. Um, So, uh, can you think of ways that that happens in in our day and age?
3: I love Seinfeld, and um, <laughs> one Seinfeld episode was uh, George was going to pick up some calzones, and he we went to pick up the calzones. He threw money in the tip
2: jar. Well, the guy that was behind the <laughs> didn't see yeah. him throw the
3: money in. Yeah. So like, "What good is it?" Yeah. You know, he sees me do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I've I seen. I apologize. All my illustrations are from sports. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen this become like a really big deal. If somebody gets in trouble with something they said, um, it really quickly becomes broadcast. So, not to not to name names, but there was a player, an NBA player last year, who made light of COVID and put his yeah. hands all over another player, yeah. and it, yeah. before anybody knew how bad it was, mm-hmm. and got a lot of trouble. The next day it was like. So and so is giving millions of dollars to the you know, yeah, know hundreds yeah, of yeah, thousands of yeah, dollars yeah. it. and it's a way to like yeah to, to get you clear your name. Yeah. Like, you have to let it be known or yeah. else your name is yeah. still Right. Uh, and there are, so people will start like foundations and stuff to yeah. kind of get you to forget. Yeah, uh, you'd like to think some of that is genuine and they yeah. feel like I hope yeah. that was remorse, but yeah. at the same time it's very yes. public. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you know again I how it applies to us every day. I mean, I, you know, I, I think you think of uh, there there are foundations that are in people's names. There are you know probably even when there's fundraisers of various kinds, uh, educational institutions, maybe even churches, where uh, you know a plaque is on something, uh, just honoring somebody, the fact that somebody gave. And I think that um, probably people who do that kind of work probably uh, as in fundraising, you know, people who coach people and train people probably say, hey, that's, you know, that's that's not necessarily an unhonorable thing to do. Um, uh, and, and maybe it's not, but I, I think it's 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 one of those things where we probably have to think about um, why, why do we do what we do? Um,
1: even down to the individual level of, like, you see the videos of people, like, walking up and giving a homeless person food. You're like, who's filming? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's because even, yeah. even if they don't mean bad by it, you're like, there's still something wrong here. Yeah. It's like you're showing it
0: off. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I heard somebody describe this as, um, you know, rather than that, more like give, give and forget. Like give and just forget what you've done in terms of that right and left hand, not knowing what the other is doing. Um, I don't know about you. I, I, You know, when I think about giving for myself, um, you know, we, well, we have the opportunity now to give online. We have opportunities to drop in the box here. We, we don't pass the plate anymore. And, you know, of course, the, the plate passing in the past was kind of an interesting dynamic in its own right. I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it always maybe created some tension. I, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody need just.
2: To check pl- or
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I don't know if I've ever seen a pull out a wad like this, you know, like, okay, everybody, you know. <laughs> <You know? laughs> i don't think i've ever seen that but you know <laughs> still you know oh you know stink i forgot the checkbook or like uh, what's what's it what's it look like that i'm passing the plate and didn't put any anything in it but um you know i mean i think pardon keep the box yes yes i mean yeah yeah Again, I think people, the churches by and large have, have changed how they go about giving anyway, and I don't know that it's really hurt anything. But I, since we quit doing it, it made me think a lot more about that dynamic of passing the plate and sort of my experience with it. Like, you know, is it guilt-causing, guilt, guilt uh, causing, or is it pride-inducing? I don't know.
2: Well, kind of, it, it will come back, I
0: think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, passing the plate? <laughs>
2: It's
0: just a COVID thing, right? Yeah, okay. I, I don't and I don't know if we're doing I don't know if we've done research in terms of how that helps or yeah. hurts. it. Yeah. Sure. If we're learning something. Yeah, yeah. I say that's, maybe that's what's
1: good about.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. Again, the the main matter here as as we see is that um, the focus is on why are we giving? Why are we giving? Um, are we giving because we feel God has led us to give? And, it, and we, we are, as an audience of one, seeking to serve God and be obedient to God and, and do what we sense God is calling and moving us to do. Um, I think we can look at it of is it genuinely out of the need that we see we see that there's a need and we want to meet that need and it brings joy to our hearts to be able to make a contribution uh, with our financial resources and uh, give in that way now contemporize it a little bit and of course giving itself is more than money um, what other ways do we give Time.
1: Time.
0: Talents. Talents. Yeah. Emotional energy. Emotional energy. That's yes. A hard Pardon? That's on our one. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in the same vein, in what sense might we, on the one side, be guilty of being hypocritical in terms of seeking attention? Are, are there ways in which... Those those areas of giving become the same kind of uh, potential dilemma in terms of motive of the heart. The, the other types of giving. That yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that C and B scene, I think.
2: Yeah. You know,
3: Yeah. 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 Um, but I think some people too are motivated by what they potentially can receive in return. Mm-hmm. So yeah. By giving up my time, so what am I going to get yeah. from you? Yeah. You know, or from the organization? Or how do I benefit in that? Yeah. Because if it's not so forward-facing acknowledgement, I think it's that game. Yes. Certainly.
2: Yeah. others
3: <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean it's. That's a motive for some people. It's like, okay, I'm really, I'm a good person because I'm giving you my time or my talent. But in my head, I'm going, okay, what are you going to give me in return?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. That's good. Think you. have
2: ever used this line,
3: after all I've done for you, <laughs> so yeah.
2: basically saying, yeah, I did that for you, so yeah. do it. Yeah. Do something. Do it, so yeah. it. Yeah. Probably said that to my kids a few times.
3: Or are they afraid if they stop all these? things, the other shoe's gonna drop somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is silly, but people think that. You
2: mean like kinda like a karma type of Yeah. Yeah. I give so that I will Yeah. Say what? I give so that I will have a
0: pretend crowd or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just just
1: a super common way that this time thing is occurring is just all the people who go to church on Sunday and that's it for them. Like, like the church on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a big part of our culture, so is Yeah. On yeah. But there's no Jesus the rest of the week at all. Yeah. If there even is on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, yeah, what's your motive in being there to, to really, truly drink in, to fill up, so that when you go out, you, you've got something yeah. to give. Yeah.
1: It's like, or you could say, even further the person, I show up. person to leave yeah like how's it going with like following the great commission
2: though no. yeah oh I don't, I don't really talk to people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that reminds me i don't know if you're going here with if you think of some of the passages that are explaining why we give uh, it's usually to experience the abundant supply of God, whether it's money or something else, like yeah. where it's all gladly spending and being spent, or whether it's uh, I know that God will supply every need, so keep giving because I know He's going to supply every need. Your yeah. great. Said. In Second Corinthians, He says you'll be enriched in order to be generous in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the reason you should give is so that you. Can, I mean, you receive like mm-hmm. all these. Great blessings from God. I'm not saying material, but you don't yeah. give so that God yeah. will give you something. Yeah. But you give in order to experience. Yeah. Oh, wow! He really yeah. is the provider. Yeah. Uh, but if you hold on to it, you never know. Yeah. You never know that aspect yeah. of His goodness. Yes. Very good. So it's silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: As much as we do that, it's
2: yeah.
0: silly. On the on the sort of negative side of this, uh, what sears in my head is when I was on active duty in the Air Force. Uh, an 06 commander type person in a certain meeting said um, um, your your attendance at this such-and-such such event is completely voluntary however your absence will be duly noted
3: <laughs>
0: yeah so you know uh, there you go I mean it's yeah well <laughs> You know, again, that that what 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 is that motive? Uh, why are we doing what we do? Uh, thank you. That was a, that was a great discussion on uh, the topic of giving. Um, anything else? Anybody wants to say about about that? If we could move on then to prayer, uh, verses uh, five through eight. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what you have done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Sorry, I'm losing my place here. So prayer, praying sincerely, to, to not pretend what we are not, to not put on a show when it comes to prayer, uh, don't flaunt maybe a sense of spiritual, uh, a false sense of spirituality. Um, again, in this context in Jesus day, he has in mind a certain pattern that occurs in that context. Um, we see that place. Uh, I, this is just coming to mind, so maybe you can remind me, Davey, where uh, which other gospel, whichever other gospel it is, where Jesus cites the. The religious leader praying I thank God that I'm not like these people over here and you know blah 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 sort of that example and, and contrast that with the other person off in the corner Lord forgive me and, and being a sinful person um, that difference between being sort of haughty and humble that, that difference there um, again when you, when you think about that in our day and age how how does the concept of prayer itself translate in some way that you think can be hypocritical for us
2: i feel like this one's hard because a lot of times people in the church are more timid they don't want to pray out loud so it's almost like the opposite but
0: oh yeah Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It is is kind of difficult, isn't it? I I mean, one of the things I think of is, is just certainly me and my role as a chaplain, uh, my role here in the church Um, you know okay cliff uh, you know you've worked hard to uh, prepare a prayer maybe for for something Uh, to what extent does that reflect in your own personal prayer life you know how much time you invest in your private prayers versus the time you might invest in trying to have a nice squared away clean appropriate prayer, whatever the context is, right? And, and, and in particular, these are like when I was on active duty, you, had, you know, you're invited to do an invocation or a prayer and, and you, had to, sort of ask you a question, had to ask yourself the question, so what is the context in which I am praying? Is this a religious event? Is this a civil event? Is this a, you know, mixed crowd of people? Is it more of a faith-oriented crowd? And so, you know, I had to spend a lot of time Thinking about who that audience was and craft my words accordingly.
2: That's a um, that's a that's you're representing your that's a responsibility that you're yeah. taking on compared to the gesture where people stand up and just instead of a gesture people I mean,
0: like, So I mean, I mean I agree with you. I think I mean it's I'm not I would agree that as a even as a Christian, it, it's appropriate for me to be caring enough for my context in which even as a witness for Christ. I am I seeking to build bridges with people or am I seeking to burn bridges with people? And so, yeah, I, I'm more I guess I'm more thinking of in terms of Cliff Short. Am I investing all that time to do that? But in my own private time? How much time am I trying to prepare myself, invest myself in terms of energy in private prayer to God versus it being some kind of a presentation? I mean, in effect, how it comes across to other people or, or it becomes a presentation. I'm praying, but it's kind of a presentation to the people out there because a part, it's a part of a construct of a meeting. You know, uh, it's a change of command. It's it's before a, a dinner of some sort. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like like context is a really helpful, and I think God kind of gives us that, like, what are we praying for, Oh, we're praying over a meal, or what's this prayer for, it's really called worship. Like, so the prayers can be pretty specific.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's such a, that question, like, (laughs) the question you ask is so good, Honestly, like, it's so hard to answer, because it's so, like, I've heard prayers before that, where I'm like, I don't know, like, are yeah. they just going yeah. on and on, or
0: yeah. Are, yeah.
1: are they just saying a lot of things that they know, yeah. but are but it might be genuine, though, so I'm not really sure, yeah. like, I don't know, but I think the context is helpful, like, are we praying because we're talking about a specific trouble in my life yeah. or the person yeah. life I'm talking to? yeah. So if we're praying about that, are we wandering off into yeah. all this like theological knowledge or something yeah. like that or yeah. whatever? Um, yeah. I think context is helpful yeah. to understand if the prayer is, you know, wandering off. I don't know. And so our so yeah. prayers are so personal that you don't yeah. have to be like, are you okay? Are you yeah. like what's going on? When you're just like,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's hard to
0: talk. About. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Sorry, David.
2: Oh, uh, so this would be a good time to insert my story about Daniel Block, uh, Cliff's former seminary professor. Uh, So he's a guy who's brilliant, written a lot of really good stuff on uh, Deuteronomy, and I've benefited greatly from him. I was at a conference. He was speaking. It turned out to be this big tribute, surprise tribute, to him on his 70th birthday. All of his former students came together and presented a book to him that they, they wrote in his honor. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. I just stumbled into this lecture. I didn't even know it was going to happen. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go ask him some for some wisdom. Because there's a guy who's 70 who's like one of 12 children, and they all turned out to be pastors and in the ministry. And so I was like, I'm rather than ask him some theological question, I'm going to ask him like a parenting question. And he has kids of his own. And so my Sammy and Paxton were probably like five and three or four and two at the time. So I said, I'm I'm a pastor, theologian, but I'm a father. And I want to know, what would you tell a guy who's in the ministry some advice for for parenting? And I will never forget his sagely words. It was like,
3: oh,
2: (laughs) moment. And he said, uh, he said, they're not going to care how much, you know, theology, you know, or how great your sermons are. He's like, what they will remember is how you pray at the dinner table. And which was symbolic for saying, they'll know whether you're genuine, whether this has an effect on your heart by the way that you are around them. And I was like, which one, it does affect. Now, every time I pray at the dinner table, I'm thinking of Daniel Block's words. <laughs> but at the same time, it's become more like, I don't want my kids. If there's one place you're going to be exposed as a hypocrite, um, it's a. And I'm saying this with my 13 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm right now. You can't fake it in front of your wife, and you can't fake it in front of your kids. And fortunately for me, my wife and kids are gracious and <laughs> merciful. But that's that's one of the biggest areas, like yeah. in the in the home.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Thank you. Yes. Um. You know when i think about this um again my role can sort of clutter this up because um and my wife and i were both speech communication majors in college and she was because she enjoyed being in front of people i did it because i did not enjoy being in front of people and i but i knew i was pursuing something where it was going to require me to be in front of people so i you know I had to break through this whole public speaking thing and that was my way to do it my um my expanding my comfort zone I guess. Um so you know again there is just the construct of praying in public and maybe the ease at which somebody is an extemporaneous speaker and could sort of capture those thoughts and share them easily uh, versus somebody who feels awkward when they're in groups and yet you know, I think of any number of other settings where I've sat with people um, who aren't in formal roles of leadership and just had a prayer meeting and um, or just across from somebody sitting in a, a booth in a restaurant or some other setting where uh, we've just been moved to pray. And maybe the words weren't eloquent or they weren't... Um, you know they weren't gifted in their ability to articulate but but their heart was so abundantly apparent in terms of their prayer life and um how is that reflected? It's it's reflected in the emotion, in the sincerity, in the focus, in the specificity of it. You know, um, I don't know uh, in your experience, but I I know for me, those have been the moments where it just, you know, prayer has been such a powerful thing that I've been moved by the example of, of so many others. And, uh, it just reinforces the fact that you know you see this glimpse in somebody's heart at a given moment in time where okay wow they're talking to god you know there's not there's not any question about that so um anyway yeah
1: uh, just your uh, your uh insight as you grow older as a christian do you find your prayer develops and gets better
0: wow that's a good question um you know, the one thing I think, I, the, the thing that immediately stands out to me about prayer as I get older is um, it's more about listening. Listening to
3: Him.
0: Yeah. I, I, think, I think more and more as I get older, like when I get up early in the morning and I'm just in a quiet place, rather than me defaulting into like, okay, i got to I, I find myself more just wanting to just be quiet and listen and see if there's just something that is being brought to mind. And and can I be led to pray because of what, I, what I'm what i hearing? Thanks for asking that question. I, can,
2: can I ask a follow-on to this? Yeah. Another way to ask that, uh, you have obviously prayed with a ton of people in very... <laughs> Uh, difficult circumstances, so like yeah. death beds and uh, you know, yeah. sick and, and tragedy and stuff. So I guess my question would be, what have you learned in praying with other people mm-hmm. in thirty years of ministry?
0: Yeah. I mean, again, certainly in those situations, it's 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 about listening to them and their stories. And um, I mean, th- this happened just this past week where we had um, I had two situations where uh, somebody was struggling to stay alive and uh, I was requested to to reach out to a family member and then somebody uh, actually within our VA family passed away and I needed to meet with um, the people that this person worked with and um, and it was about listening, you know, just, just, um, just, I think in these cases, just remembering the value of, of a human life, the value of people, especially as a chaplain who kind of bounces around from room to room a lot of times and, and you're engaging people sort of, um, it's good for me to, to slow down and to have a more deep, intimate, conversation with especially a lot of times a family member to hear more of the backdrop of somebody's life story Um, um, I think uh, the other thing is uh, Davey to answer your question is that um, when you're at those moments obviously you're you're realizing that um, we just take for granted what we have in those relationships And, um, it reminds me to try to harness, uh, the value that I have in my relationships and, and in the precious moments I have in my relationship with God and, and being able to, um, manifest Christ-likeness to the people, certainly first who matter most to me. Um, but then for anybody else that, that maybe come across my path, um, that moments matter i think the other thing that that moments matter it and and that uh, you know we have this sort of a span of our lives and we seek to glorify god and and obey god and be a witness for uh, our lord and savior uh but that that there's every single moment of our life and that I can do it in my mind's eye anyway, 99% right, but there's just that one moment and I fail, you know, and I, I miss the mark and that's, that's significant. It should not, you can't just say, well, hey, I got it right 99% of the time. That's pretty good on a test score, but you know, in, in, in real life, that one moment may be, may be devastating that I, I, I had a lapse, that I missed it, you yeah. know. I hope i am answered some part of your question. Yeah. There. Can yeah. you
3: just, I just want to plug Wednesday night Zoom meeting <laughs> because it's such, it's such sweet fellowship. I mean, I just feel so blessed to be able yeah. to
2: pray together with okay. our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Can you. you repeat that? <laughs> <show off>.
0: Well, um, we're, our time is racing by here, uh, fasting, and of course, would, would fasting not be treated this way we, in our day and age, <laughs> guilt-inducing us? Um, we know that uh, fasting, Here, you know, let's just let's go down to uh, 16 through 18. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So again, there's the act of fasting. I I heard... uh, One pastor say, no, it's not a weight loss plan, you know. (laughs) Uh, No, fasting is to deny yourself uh, some physical pleasures of some sort. Um, And we think of food, but it can be fasting from other things that maybe you feel like are complicating cluttering or distracting your life you you remove yourself from something we, th- we think of the season of Lent oftentimes is a season where people will intentionally try to you know give up something for Lent to uh, I guess in the spirit of, of uh, trying to get more in tune in their relationship with God maybe get more focused on an area of concern uh, bereavement, grief, uh, just sorrow over some sin in your life, uh, or did you just feel like you're straying from God and just want to get more focused? Um, but again, um, maybe it's not fasting in and of itself. But in what other ways do you do you think of something that you might do where it's in some level it's giving up something and somehow it's translating your life as you know? I have to confess, I, I've, I've, I've acted out in some way where I've I've been guilty of making other people aware that do you realize just this thing I've taken on this cross I'm bearing and do you understand what you know can you think as, a, as an example in your life I don't want to on okay yeah yeah right 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 yeah this gets too sensitive I, I understand that
1: but Yeah. I was stuck in the National Honor Society, I hated it, but um, I was tired all the time and I think I kinda of milked it. Yeah. And then one day they like showed yeah. how many volunteer hours people have and because of church I had, like hundreds. Yeah. And I think in that moment I was very prideful when people saw <laughs> it. I was just like, it's one terrible Yeah. Thing yeah. yeah. So busy. I mean, yeah. Um yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. I that's
0: and i can share everyone's sensitivity about you know but i I can clearly think of ways and moments in time where you know i i don't know i i've just decided that i'm bearing a cross that's too great and um you know can everybody see what i'm going through here you know right so uh I, i think that's probably a good way any any other thoughts about this i mean Am I straying from something in terms of fasting itself? When you think of a way that fasting, as Jesus is referring to it, is something that you've struggled with, as far as you know, it being a problem in terms of a matter of your heart and a motive of your heart.
3: I think it goes back to the original thing you said in the beginning about perspective, because you can you can walk around like a punished child. Oh, for me, everybody's going to know I'm suffering, right? Yeah. Or you can look at it and go. I've been given the blessing of acknowledging this for myself. I can have this time to repent if that's what you need to do, or to yeah. to build your faith with God, whatever that is. So yeah. I think it's really perspective because just as much as it could be the negative, it could be a blessing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very good. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you everybody for your discussion today. Again, um, are we playing the hypocrite? I think it's an important question for all of us to, to sort of monitor in our, our hearts, our souls. Uh, as we see, Jesus focuses on these areas of giving, prayer, and fasting. Um, but the definitive issue continuously is motive. Why do we do what we do? And this humbling realization that God, God sees that. And are we willing to keep ourselves transparent before God? Are we willing to... Keep those short accounts with God.